welcome to the Dorky Diva Show. I'm your host, Savannah. And I'm Brian. And oh boy. Oh we boy. We have a very exciting show today. We have something that I would have put money on was never going to happen. Yep. Wish I had taken your money. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. I don't know how we got here. I don't know who you are or what you've done with my best friend. Hmm. But, but we are revisiting. The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. What? That's right, guys. Episode eight. We're going to talk about episode eight because Savannah wants to talk about it. I want to talk about it. That's what I mean. <laughs> who are you and what have you done? Who with the am I? I'm a woman that has seen the rise of Skywalker. Ooh. Well, you know, it's nothing so. <laughs> nothing like something that you didn't enjoy to make you appreciate what you already had, huh? Amen. It's like Amen all those that. years that you were complaining in my Sometimes ear. Sometimes like, you just oh, don't know what mess. you have until it's gone and ruined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> JK. Listen. I've had a change of heart, though. That's a great thing. It is. It is. I don't want to say I told you so. You can't because I still don't love the movie. Yeah, but it's still really good. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What What is this happening? This will be very fun because you and I have not discussed any of what we're going to discuss today, I don't think. That's true. Per my, your request. My changed feelings. Yeah. I've kept <laughs> you the in the dark for a reason. <laughs> yeah. For the longest time, I wasn't even allowed to say The Last Jedi in this house. You get so mad. Are we in the same house? Yes. We're in the, the house, house of the, the dorky, dorky Diva. Di- <laughs> yeah. The, the Dorky Diva's house. There's an uh, outhouse in the back where I live. Yes. And it's fine. I don't yes. mind it. There's a so, lock on it. Sometimes I bring you food. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. When I'm good, which is apparently very rare. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, yeah. This is a, this is going to be a ride. This is going to be a ride. So first off, why are we doing this? <laughs> I don't know, honestly. I think I just needed to get it out of the way. Okay, it was in the way. It was definitely in the way because I was sick of you asking for it. Okay, so. listen, <laughs> listen. Is that all it takes? Because I have so many other ideas. No, no. <laughs> No, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> I'm just saying, if all I got to do is complain, I've learned from the best. Well, you wore me down. It's been how yes. many years now? Uh, um, 17. <laughs> 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 Feels like it. Yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did, we've done a, we did a, a, an episode eight show before, right? You didn't even remember that until literally our last episode. Yeah, that's true. So that's, stop. I still, to be honest, I still don't remember it. I know it happened because I went back and looked. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I'm going to forget this happened in two weeks. Yeah, you will. Two weeks. God, you're being generous. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> two hours. You'll be like, what was I doing yeah, today? Yeah, that's true. Did we have pancakes? No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's a fun existence. Yes. It's so, like memento. <laughs> <laughs> Minus the tattoos. Yeah. God. Just start Actually, tattooing still- our episode titles on your body. That would be a genius idea. I I would remember them periodically. <laughs> um, I wanted to give a quick um, uh, PSA, I guess. PSA. Um, a-, a warning? A warning, no. <laughs> I really did want to talk about the Clone Wars before the new season came out, but mm-hmm. I was sick for like a week and a half. I was traveling yeah. and it took me a while to get my voice back, so... 
Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have enough time to discuss Clone Wars before it starts, but we're really freaking excited for it. Um, I don't think we've had an episode since the latest trailer came out and nope. the trailer for the entire season. We're very excited for it. We cannot yep. wait to talk about it. We're not trying to ignore our Clone Wars hype because I am, I'm still, I think I'm still in disbelief that this is even happening. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe that's why we haven't recorded. I don't even realize it's seriously happening this week yeah um but yeah that's why we're not talking about the clone wars today we had already i had already told brian that we would talk about the last jedi and then because of everything that happened in the last few weeks uh we just kind of ran out of time but we will definitely be talking about the clone wars as often as we can i'm not sure yet if we'll do weekly shows if you know us probably not but um i'm very excited to discuss i have an idea we should discuss each arc. I was, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, that's a good idea. What was your I, idea? I'm gonna set a timer for a minute right now, and we will talk about the Clone Wars for one minute. Oh God! Here we go. Starting now. Oh my God! Ahsoka looks amazing. Padme she and Anakin are so cute together. They are. Um, I'm really excited to see the clones. Me too. Oh my God! Kanan as a child. I know the animation okay. looks amazing. Yes. But also, I'm kind of conflicted because, you know, we've already seen the Bad Batch, and I'm like, okay, I've already seen this, so it'd be nice to see the new animation, but I'm like, how excited can I be for something that I've already seen? I kind of wish I hadn't seen it, but I've already seen it, so we're past that, and the Bad Batch is awesome. (gasps) How much time we got left? going to be great. Was that that a minute? No, we got 30 seconds left. Oh, God. Oh, I'm so excited. I know. What else you got? I'm so excited for the Siege of Mandalore. I'm so excited to see Ahsoka with her new friends. I'm not ready to have my heart ripped out when Order 66 happens. I'm not ready to see Ahsoka and Rex potentially part ways until they meet again in Rebels. Not ready for the heartbreak. Not ready for Anakin to continue to fall to his dark side. Oh, my God. I'm excited for the Ahsoka Maul fight. I think it's going to be great. I'm so excited yes. that Ray Park is the body of Darth Maul, and it's going to be good. Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. And... Dang. Done. Look at us. Look at that. Look at that. We're pros. Wow. I know. That's so fun. there you go. There you go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> One minute Clone Wars hype show. Yep. Yep. There we go. Wow. That was very therapeutic. Yeah, I know. I'm here for you. Thanks. I am an enabler in the best sense of the word. Okay. Also the worst sometimes. Yes. But here... You are Clone absolutely War- the worst. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Guys, Savannah told me that she can't have the show she wants because I'm so rebellious. Yeah, it's all his fault that I can't have show notes because if, if I have you show notes, can. he's going to divert from my plan and That's there, true. there's just nothing that can work out and I'm really upset about it. So. <laughs> so yet again, I don't have show notes because there's literally no point in having them because Brian won't follow the path. I mean, let's be honest. That's kind of the charm. You have no, no, no. You have no <laughs> say in this whatsoever. I mean, it kind of sounds like I have all the say, if we're being honest here. Because Brian, one I will of us, kick you off the you show know. forever and never speak to you again. <laughs> to be fair, that's You've gonna been happen. Expecting that? <laughs> yeah, we. I've been expecting that since you were like, "You want to be a full time co host?" I was like, <laughs> "You boob." Of course I do. <laughs> yeah, I've been on a ticking clock since the day I got here. Yeah, your ticker's about to. Yeah. And That's okay. We had a good run. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you later. <laughs> Why do we do this every show? Okay, let's get to it. I don't know. What's it. wrong with you? I'm actually excited about this today. You're so mean. Okay, episode eight. Episode eight, The Speaking Last Jedi. Mean. Whoa. Let's let's <laughs> rewind for a second and go back let's to- Let's rewind. When did this movie come out? 2017? No idea. Let me look yes. real quick. Yeah, 2017. It's 2017? Yeah, because 15 was seven, 16 was Rogue One, 17 was eight. 
And then we had Solo in 18. 18 was, yeah. Wow. Yep. And yep. then in 19, we had the Rise of Skywalker. That's insane. I know. Wow. I know. By and large, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like my uh, loves were The Force Awakens, Rogue One, Solo, and, you know, maybe maybe the last jedi now will be Ooh. in that category i'm not confirming yet we'll get to that at the end of the show oh man unfortunately the rise of skywalker was a miss for me but overall well, those are pretty good odds yeah i'm a i'm a three out of three and a half out of five dang look at I us know. i know is that hey. a passing grade <laughs> look at us yeah three it, let's see three out of five i'm terrible at math is that a 60 percent? yeah that's a d that's a passing d is passing d is not an f well, and and I could be leaning towards a C with my Ooh. final thoughts on on um, the okay. last Jedi. So we'll see. I'm a I'm a solo Rogue One eight are incredible. Mm-hmm. Nine I overall enjoyed, even though I've got a serious problems with it. Mm-hmm. Seven was good. There hasn't been a bad one for me. There hasn't been in the in the new era of Star Wars. There hasn't been a miss yet, as far as the movies go. <sighs> well, that's yeah. great. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's rewind for a second. Let's 2017, rewind. I saw this movie. I remember as soon as the movie was over, I said out loud, I don't think I liked that. Yep. And I didn't see it again in theaters. Yep. I just saw it the one time, but I saw it many times after it came out on uh, digital and DVD. Yep. And I still was not loving it i was trying to i really tried brian you know that i was watching this movie a lot more than you ever probably thought i would that's true i was really trying to get into it i was listening to a lot of discussions about the movie reading a lot of reviews listening to a lot of sides of the equation on how people felt um yep and it was still not resonating with me and i was still not connecting with the characters there were uh-huh. a lot of things in the movie that weren't clicking with me. But now that I have but. seen the end <laughs> of the trilogy, uh huh. wow, we were truly blessed. Finally, you've come around. And let me say Mind this. you, nothing has changed about episode no. eight. No, nothing has changed. Okay. Uh, but everything has changed. <laughs> um. And I still have a lot of the same issues with this movie. They're not as intense. Like for the the pacing of this movie, for me, it's still very jarring. And mm-hmm. I do still feel like we jump in a lot of different places very quickly. And for my brain, I don't particularly love that. But it's fine because mm-hmm. I understand the purpose of it. Sure. It's definitely a lot better than the jumping around for me in episode nine. Yeah. Um, but since... Uh, since The Rise of Skywalker came out, I decided to watch The Last Jedi Commentary with Ryan Johnson. Oh. Which was phenomenal. Look at you. Phenomenal. Very interesting. You guys know I love bonus features, and we'll talk about the commentary in a little bit. Um, and then, on a whim, I was like, Psh, might as well read the novelization. Coming from wow. the girl that never reads the Star Wars books. Look at you. Who barely reads books? Yeah. Wow. So I haven't even done that. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. You haven't wow. read the book? No, I don't read novelizations. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, you should. It's a weird thing for me. I mean, I don't. I, I know they're good. My problem is like 
growing up, like the novelizations originally, like from the prequels and the originals, there's so many contradictions mm. from the novelization to the movies. And then I remember one time people saying like, when it when it comes to discrepancies, the movie is always right. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to like read something in a book and then get attached to it and be like, oh, what if it's this? But it's not that. You should you know? absolutely read the Last Jedi novelization. Yeah. And we'll get into the why oh behind that because it's a very great novelization. If you are on the fence about this movie, and I know you're not on the fence about the movie, but it, I'm it not. adds, I love it. It adds so many great things. Okay. To the story, okay. I'm not against it. I just novelizations were never my thing because well, of that. Well, you should like, read it. Thing Listen, Brian, head. I'm doing okay, this show. Your trade-off <laughs> is to read the book. <laughs> to be fair, this show was your idea. No, you kept asking me to do this. We did it already. No, Brian, you wait, didn't even remember on. it. No. That, but wait, hold on. Wait. My memory of it has nothing to do yo. with the fact that it happened. Yo, 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 yo. Hold on. You are if so I don't wrong remem- right now. <laughs> if I don't remember this one, do we have to do it again? No. Because I'm not going to remember this one. No, because listen, you said, oh, we should oh talk about God. each of the movies in its entirety. And we already did right. the prequels. And you said right. we should do the original trilogy and yeah. seven and eight. Right. We did that already. But mm, I want to punch <laughs> you right now. <laughs> right? We I did. literally want to punch you. Did we not? Yes, but you did not realize that. And then you still wanted to do this show. Oh. Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> Dear listeners, welcome to the absolute hell that I have yeah. to deal with on a daily yeah, basis. A, yeah. I've got the memory of an Alzheimer's patient, guys. Oh. And Savannah my has a God. I cannot believe guys our knew. listeners are going to attack you because they've heard you say this now for years that you want to talk about The Last Jedi. We did. Then why were you saying that for years? Because I want to talk about it. And then we did. Wait, we did. Wait, hold on. Did the last oh. one happen recently? No, it was right after the movie came out. Oh, okay. Ding-a-ling. I get it now. Okay. What, what the happened heck, was dude? I get, I get it. Yep. Okay. I got it. I just woke up. All right. You wanted like, to like deep dive listen, in it because our did, first yeah. discussion was like a skim over. We just saw That's, it. Here's you're our right. quick reaction. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Thank right, you. Right, I know right, I'm right. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm always you're right. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. I get what? Well, <laughs> listen, I get it now. I understand because I wanted now. Now it's making sense because before you didn't like it and you hated it, but we skimmed over it. So yes. we didn't like dive into why yes. you didn't like it and all the stuff. Yes. Ah, that's what it was. That's what it was. And here we are. And you've made a change of heart. And here we are. We're diving in because I'm ready it's to dive in. It's not even like, oh, okay. Got it. Because yep. now I can discern what, what I did not like and why. Right. I, you know what? Didn't you go on another show and talk about this? No. Are you sure? I'm positive. You didn't do like Force Cast or Sky Talkers or one of the others and talk about it? Because I feel like you've dissected your thoughts on episode eight since that show. You and maybe listened that's to the episode of the Force Cast where we were getting hyped for episode that's nine. That's what it was. And I did talk about my feelings on some of the characters that did relate Aha! to episode eight, but it was not an episode eight discussion. Right. Okay. See, that's where my, that's where my wires got crossed. Because you'd already semi-talked about it on another show. So I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to get from her. So I never thought that this was going to happen. Or my brain said it already happened. I don't know. How does Monique uh, not smack you every day? Uh, I'm fast. <laughs> 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 I'm real fast. <laughs> uh. 
I don't know. I'm still surprised she's sticking around. Uh, yeah. God okay. bless her. For real. You have an amazing wife. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> I love that woman and I've never even met her. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. What a great Man. woman. Okay. She's a saint. Yeah. I, I don't even like to put up with me, but she somehow <laughs> legally vowed to. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now that we're 20 minutes into yelling at each other. Now that we are we 20 go. minutes into threats. Now I get it. I see where we're at now. I've looked around. Mm. I recognize the signs. Okay. Let's talk about episode eight. Sure. <laughs> so things are different now. Things are different now, Brian. Yep. Yeah, this is, guys, this is what it's like off mic, really. This is the fun you don't get. It's just, Savannah, I don't know I don't know if you guys have noticed in her pictures, probably not because you see her face, but the back of Savannah's head is actually bald from her, what? like, pulling her hair out, just uh, talking to me at all. The funny thing is right now I have my hands in my hair. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. I see where we are. Okay, we're going to talk. <laughs> We're going to talk me. about episode <laughs> Yeah. You just hear Morse code in the background if you zoom in. Help. Applications <laughs> open for new hosts. Yeah, right. Must Help, be stop. attentive and remember things. <laughs> Need new co-host, stop. <laughs> Application sent in, stop. At the Dorky Diva on Twitter, stop. <laughs> okay. I'm getting a little uh, delusional now. Welcome to my life. <laughs> God. Episode okay. eight, you walked out of it, not feeling <laughs> it. Since then, you've you've watched commentaries, you've read the book. Where do you stand on it now? My stance is that I, it's still in the same ranking within my preference of okay. Star Wars film. So it's not moved up or down in my ranking. It's still pretty close to the end. Not a bad That's thing, fine. right? but it's so close it to the end. It's not the last one, though. Oh and I, because I read the novelization, I have so much more context to the characters in the movie really? that I felt like I didn't understand. I didn't understand Ray in the movie. I didn't understand Kylo in the movie. I liked okay. Rose, but I had a lot of issues with Rose's dialogue in the movie. All of that has changed. And the commentary has really made me respect Ryan Johnson as a director. Finally. And as a creator. I've never said that I, you know, didn't think he was a, a good filmmaker. I just disagreed with a lot of his choices. I still disagree with a lot of his choices, but That's I respect okay. why he made those choices. And I commend him now that I have seen the extreme opposite of risks uh. versus not risks if you know what i mean oh like, i know what you mean um <laughs> do i know what you mean yes ah risks yeah so that's my stance now okay that's, uh kind of where i'm coming from a lot of my feelings about the characters have changed in the context of this movie clearly the rise of skywalker ruined th that again for me but uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> but in the context of this movie i understand like the characters and their motivations and their uh -huh. feelings and I think one of the um, best things about the novelization was getting to be in the heads of all these characters and I wanted to bring up that when I was a teenager I read the episode one novelization and the episode two novelization I have still 
I still haven't read the Revenge of the Sith novelization, and I really want to. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Supposedly but when I, it's the best. I know I've heard so. I have it. I just haven't read it yet. Um, mm-hmm. But when I read the Episode Two novelization, that book gave me so much more context on how Padme was feeling towards Anakin. Because when I grew up watching the prequels, I didn't really like Padme, and I didn't really feel like she. Uh, reciprocated her you know the feelings towards Anakin that he felt for her and Mm -hmm. I always felt very confused by that but when you read the book you really spend a lot of time in Padme's head and you get to hear her inner thoughts of what she thinks about him how she cares for him and it really builds their love story like very well and I really 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 like it and there's obviously a lot of deleted scenes that were cut from the movie that they kept in the book of Padme like being with her family and getting to know kind of her backstory and this this book really did that similarly you get you get to spend a lot more time in the heads of Rey and Kylo and Finn and Rose like everyone and it's so good like you get to learn so much more about what they're feeling um and I thought that was really cool so I was very excited when I was reading the novelization and things were happening and I was like oh I love this like I love getting to know that they were thinking this even though they didn't say it at the time you know sure so I really recommend the no- the novelizations for that reason like I said I've only read um, the novelization for one two and now eight I haven't read any of the others so I'm not sure what they're like but that's one of the major benefits is you get to read between the lines of all the dialogue in the movie and hear more of what the characters are thinking internally. Uh-huh. It's very fun. That makes sense. I yeah. mean, that's how I feel about like Game of Thrones. It's my favorite book series of all time, and it's because you're in their heads and get to know them better. Yeah. it's It was very weird when I started the book, and I think I had heard of this maybe through Sky Talkers, but I had completely forgotten about it. The novelization starts with this uh, jarring point of view of what Luke's life would be like had he not left Tatooine. Oh, right. I heard about this. With what's her face? Whoa. Yeah, he was like married and it was crazy. And so when that started, it kind of like took me a second to realize what was going on. And then I was like, oh, oh, this is crazy. But it's very interesting to to hear that perspective of like what would have happened to him had he not ever left Tatooine sure very cool um but yeah that's overall that's how my feelings have changed and we'll get into all the nitty-gritty but um how surprised are you right now I for the first time don't really know what to say I feel like there's a part of you that's going to like wait till the end and be like ha ha gotcha I know that's not going to happen but I also know how violent you are. So I'm kind of like, you know, at an arm's length kind of taking this. So I'm curious, what was, out of the, like the commentary and the novelization and the other shows and stuff like, what do you think was one of the biggest contributing factors of you changing your mind? And was it episode nine? Um, episode nine didn't change my feelings on the characters um, or the overall story okay episode nine really only changed my opinions on like my respect for ryan's choices 
because okay. they are like two extreme opposites right in the terms of like the director's choices and their motivations for doing things for these characters for so sure. episode nine affected that um the novelization really affected how i felt about the characters specifically and the all the podcasts and like interviews and things that i've read and listened to you know i i listened to all of those things and read them before the rise of skywalker came out and they still didn't change my opinions on the movie but those conversations really made sense to me after i read the book because i was like whoa of course they see this in this character like Yo, Raylo is in the novelization. Like those feelings are there. And I never understood that when I watched the movie. I was like, where are these people getting this from? I don't understand it. <laughs> but in the book, they clearly talk about how these two characters care for each other, you know? And it's like mm-hmm. very well said, very clearly said. And I had no idea about that. And it was so shocking and eye-opening because I was like, oh my God, literally no wonder people feel this way about these characters. And that goes for like Raylo and Rose and just all these different characters that I've heard people have opinions on. And I'm just like, where are you inferring this character for them? Like like this story about them. I don't understand where this is coming from. But the novelization really does add a ton of context. So the, the book changed the characters for me. And then the commentary really affected um just the minute details in the movie that you wouldn't necessarily notice but when ryan talks about it you realize how much hard work went into those and how much thought he put into that and it wasn't just a random choice everything was very well thought out and very calculated and like i said i still don't agree with all of those things but you can tell that he took everything seriously in this entire process um and i think that's really good to know Mm -hmm. especially if you're not a fan of episode eight is like no matter what even if you hate the story i feel like anyone could still really respect his approach to this if you listen to the commentary because he's so passionate about everything he's sharing in the commentary sure so that's how everything changed interesting yeah okay okay wow i'm i'm having to process your 180 change of heart now isn't it weird it's very strange it's very strange especially in a day when people are like digging their heels in you know yeah this is this is good. I was good. heel digging a lot. <laughs> oh man, you are a heel digger if I've ever met one. Well, and like T- I said, tiny there, feet, but there, a lot of strength. There are still things in the movie that I don't like. I, I still per- personally don't really care for Holdo, and the book didn't change <gasps> my opinions on her. What? Yeah. Did I not know this? Clearly, you forget every <laughs> single thing I've ever told you, Brian. <laughs> Hold on. Is there a record of you saying you don't like Holdo? Yes. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I was unsure of her Okay. in our very first episode eight discussion. But over time, after I watched it multiple times, I was like, mm, I don't really care for this girl. Well, all right. I like her in the um, Leia Princess of Alderaan book. Yeah, when she's basically Luna Lovegood. Mm-hmm. She's a little kid. Yeah. I mean. So yeah, there are things like that my opinions didn't change on. 
Yeah. But overall, I feel so much... I, I just understand why people feel so attached to this movie and the characters. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I'm I'm so curious what would happen if... If I had watched the movie, read the no- the novelization immediately after seeing it, how my feelings would have changed, you know, in regards to the characters over the next two years until we got the rise of Skywalker, you know? Right. I think also good on you for doing this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like being being open to being like, you know, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe, you know? Because like, I, I mean, the real question, are you going to do the same thing for Nine? No, I know, right? Because you know, there are things in nine. What if the novelization nine... changes stuff, gives it well, context? Well, here's the thing. I mean, yes, we're getting a novelization, but as of today, we found out we're not getting a commentary. We're not getting deleted scenes. Oh, really? Yeah, hmm. and it makes sense. The deleted scenes, I get that. There's like no deleted scenes in the new Star Wars movies. I'm pretty firm in my stance of of that movie was fan service and. Yeah, they really didn't know what they were doing, and they didn't have a firm direction. I will stand by that forever. It's been very clear. <laughs> There's the old heel digger again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. But and the, and Ray Palpatine if... will ever, forever, and ever, and ever make my blood boil. So no, I would not read a book about. I agree. That. <laughs> I agree. Was there anything in the episode eight novelization that led to that? No, absolutely the... not. There weren't any seeds of Ray no. talking about having dark side tendencies or anything like that? Not in that regard, no. Oh, Absolutely in what regard? Not. No, like she's not having dark side tendencies. I mean, obviously okay. we see her being pulled to the darkness in the movie, but there's nothing really said in the novelization that makes you go, oh, Palatine connection. Like, no, no, uh-huh. no, 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 no. Was there anything about a like dark side connection? Like, not being pulled to the dark side, but, like, a connection? No. Okay. Not that I'm just I remember. Wa- I'm just wondering. Put not the that knife I remember. Away. And I would have okay. remembered that had it happened because I would have been like, oh, that's important. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's interesting. So, like, was there... You said that, like, you, you haven't really changed your your thoughts on a lot of things, but you have essentially more context. To where you are now understanding other people's love of the things, but it doesn't change. Right. Like you didn't, you didn't go from not liking someone to liking them with the movie. It's like you've gained a more respect for it. Yeah, and I think if I this is gonna sound so rude, and I don't mean it in this way, but if I <laughs> if I sit here and pretend that episode nine doesn't exist, if I sit here and pretend that, I can now right. look at seven and eight and say, "Wow, this is great." And before okay. I couldn't say that, I would say, "Wow, seven is great." Eight, not so much. And I oh. think nine really does destroy the trilogy as a whole. I uh-huh. will always have issues with that. But if I ignore episode nine and I just look at seven and eight, I can yeah. understand like where they were going with these characters. And before I didn't get that because I was very confused at, was, at what was going on in episode eight, especially with Ray. I just, I had so many issues with her. You did. Because I didn't understand her. And that really changed a lot. And that makes me happy because... I really liked her. And obviously, like I said, that changes. So we're just going to ignore that. But in these two movies, I can now watch episode eight and be like, oh, that's my girl. And before, I didn't have that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a cool thing. That's a big change. That's a big change. Because you were like, 
you loved Ray in seven, and then you were like, and they trashed your character in eight, but now you're like, okay. Yeah. So, it, do you think the novelization just kind of writes out what's already on the screen? Or do you think it like there are things in the novelization that's not on the screen, but then you read it and then you put it on the screen? That. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, remember I told you, obviously, when I saw episode eight and the many times after when I rewatched it, I really didn't see any sort of connection between Ray and Kylo romantically. And right. I didn't understand that. Obviously, they have a very strong force connection. But when I watched the movie... I didn't think, oh, these two characters love each other. And even uh-huh. when I read the novelization, I don't think they love each other, but it is very right. explicitly said that they do care about each other. Um, uh-huh. And those feelings are expressed in the book, either through them talking to each other or in the moments where they're like in their head. Um, so that definitely changed. And now when I watch the movie, I can think, oh, in this scene, Ray is thinking this and Kylo's thinking this. And even though it's not being said right now, I can implicate that knowledge on their facial expressions and their body language and understand what's going on here. You know what I mean? Right. It's so, so are, cool. It's so, so cool, Brian. You, it makes me so you, happy. So then are you on Team Raylo now? I don't know because wow, it's okay. hard. I don't know is also a massive jump from where you were before. Here's my thing. I uh-huh. I don't think I'm ever going to fully ship them and be like a Raylo. Uh-huh. But I will always respect and have no problem with people that do ship them. Agreed. Totally um, agreed. But I'm still in the camp of if I were Ray, I don't know why I would be attracted to him because He's a horrible human being, you know? I mean, he's just a murderer who rapes and stuff. But, like, come on. I really shit people that are good people <laughs> all <Yeah>. the time. <laughs> um, and honestly, yeah. in Star Wars, I don't ship a ton of people. But for mm-hmm. me, like, Han and Leia are yep. the ultimate couple for me. And I really do love, like, Obi-Wan and Satine. And mm-hmm. I know this is controversial, but in almost like a friendship, mildly romantic way i ship rex and ahsoka uh, don't hate uh, me uh, but uh, rex is uh, a good guy and ahsoka's a good uh, person child so. child yeah uh-huh i'm yeah. not shipping them in the clone wars we've talked about uh, this it's like so way know, way way later still, in life but still and it's not like i need them making out but it's like uh, they care about each other they do care you can't deny uh, that yeah but i mean i don't know it's different I don't Whatever. like it at all. It makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> I know, and that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Raylo makes some you, people buddy. very uncomfortable. So yeah. yeah, I don't think I'm like a Raylo shipper, but it it helps uh-huh. so much to understand why people right. kept shipping them because I did not understand it at all. You know. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah I'm. I'm. I. You know. I'm. You do you, buddy. You know, if yeah. it makes you happy, if you want to ship people, by all means. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting, giving you extra context. I think another thing that I have, uh, like a weird sort of, I understand this is a me problem, uh, like hang up with novelizations, is I feel like, and I could be wrong, I feel like there's a lot of like leeway that the authors get. Mm-hmm. And I don't super like that. Because like I'm I'm so like team George Lucas in the sense that like, he never saw any of the old EU as part of the story, mm-hmm. but we were dying for Star Wars content so much that we were like, this is canon, this is what it is. And George was like, no, I don't think so. 
And so when people would write a novelization, they would write their take and flourish what they kind of wanted onto the thing. I totally get that. You know, and I'm like, but, but the difference with this one is that Jason Fry and Ryan Johnson basically worked together on this book. Which so I like that a lot. It was absolutely Ryan's wish for these things to happen because he was so involved in this book. Right. Uh, that's which see, is that's cool. cool. I and like that's why that a I lot. can be like, oh, this is legit. Like, right. If Ryan didn't feel this way about these characters, he would have asked Jason to change where he right. was going with them in the novelization. I like so. that a lot. I like that it was like a collaborative thing. Because, yeah. you know, the previous ones, I feel like George Lucas wasn't really involved. <laughs> yeah, and he may not have been. But like I said, the Attack of the Clones one is is still very good in the terms of understanding Padme's love for Anakin. And it doesn't sure. change her from the movie. It just adds like right that she actually does like him because she kind of has a poker should. face in that movie a lot. You know what I mean? Like Wow. What, how do you really feel? I'm not, we know I'm you not and we know mean. we know we know you and Padme go back, go back a little ways. <clears throat> yeah, but it's great because that book really made me say, "Oh, that's cool!" Like she did really truly fall in love with him. That's true. So that's true. You didn't see it thing. on screen, so you got it from the book. Yeah. Okay. And there's just so much more added. Like you spend so much time with Padme in the book and in the movie. It's like, yeah, she's there, but it's in a different way. And there's a lot more scenes in the book where where you are with Padme. And that's really good. So Okay. I'm down with it. Yeah, it's very cool. Man. Um, but it's good to like finally understand where Ray's character was going. It also makes right. episode nine hurt that much more. Sure. How did you feel now that you have a mo like so people were talking about how episode seven and episode eight some people felt like didn't connect, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not one of those people. I thought it connected. I loved it so much. So you read the book. It gave you more context. But what changed in your viewing of eight? Because nothing, the movie is still the movie. You got more context, right. but it didn't change anything. So like, what did you, it was there before, which is why it's in the book. You know what I mean? It's like, did it just, does the novelization, how do I word this? Like, did it just spell things out more? Or did he add things that you believe weren't there and then filled it out in the book? Both of those things. Oh. Um, so it's so hard to like express It's weird this. to articulate it, right? Yeah, it's hard to describe. So I'm going to try to get through what you I'm You see what I'm saying, say. though. Um, I think still The Last Jedi still has a very different tone from The Force Awakens. So totally. it's not like they're one continuous movie. And that right. didn't change with the novelization, right. it still is a very different tone. Okay. Um, but one of the things that I really enjoyed about the, the novelization was that it really gave us a lot of time with Rose and Finn. Mm -hmm. And that was part of the movie that I was just really disinterested in. And I liked Rose, but I didn't like a lot of her dialogue in the movie and in the book again we spent a lot more time in her head and she's very sassy like oh my god she's so sassy and it's so amazing huh. uh like it's so funny i i saved like a screenshot of one of her um lines and i uh -huh. can't even remember what this was in in reference to so 
I apologize. I don't even have the page number saved. But in her head, Rose says, I am the biggest idiot in the history of big idiots. (laughs) And I was like, that's absolutely something I would say in my head. That is. And then, um, you know, Finn in the movie is always curious about what Ray is doing, where she's at, if she's okay. And here's a part where Rose is thinking, Ray, Ray, Ray. Rose really wanted to stun him again because she was so sick of hearing him ask about Ray. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there I were a lot of like, here. there were like a lot of really funny things, but also a lot of really sweet things. So in the beginning of the book, we spent a lot more time with her sister Paige and you get to understand like how close they really were and what their backstory was like and how hard that loss was for Rose. Like there's a, sure. there's a lot more information on that. Um, so there are those touches and then there's a lot more scenes between Finn and Rose that were cut from the movie and then some that I think were just like added all together. So some of the deleted scenes were there and then there were also some new things. Um, and that was really cool because it made me, when I rewatched the movie, I was like, okay, you know, I'd I'd seen this deleted scene before, but where does it fit really in the story and and what's the context here? And the book adds like way more about that. So Canto Bite now bothers me a lot less because I know like what else is going on and all the other fun things that Finn and Rose did together and the adventures that they were on and the conflict that they had with each other. Um, Mm -hmm. So there are still a couple things that I don't 100% understand, like, for me personally, the Rose and Finn kiss is still very awkward no matter what. Okay. And I still don't understand why like Ray would kiss Ben in episode nine. I mean, it's clear that they cared about each other in episode eight, but um, it's almost like it just escalated in nine and I don't really get the prog- the progression there. Because uh-huh. it's not like they had, from what I understand, it's not like they had really had force connections between eight and nine. I could be okay. misunderstanding that, but yeah, might have to read the novelization <laughs> or to have someone answer that question for me after oh. they read it. <laughs> um, but with seven and eight, I think the characters are a lot more fluid. Um, whereas when I had just seen the movies, I was like, these are so disjointed. Um, and you also get a lot more context with Hux's character and like the resentment he has for Kylo and like right. how much they butt heads, which makes sense in nine where it's like, you know, he betrayed him, which I right. think we, I mean, at least it wasn't a shock to me, but no, uh, Sky Talkers called it like three years ahead of yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was not a surprise, but there, yeah. the lines were all tied together there with that. Uh, story okay yeah i would be kind of interested now to read the novelization of nine because if this changed so much for you Mm -hmm. what if nine it just adds like you said that for you it felt like seven and eight were disjointed right Mm -hmm. a majority it seems of people think that nine is disjointed from everything what (laughs) if the novelization fills in all those cracks I would love for you to read it and then... I'm not going to read it. <laughs> Why? I thought you said you just wanted to. I said it'd be interesting. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I mean, if I'm going to read a novelization, it'd probably be episode eight, right? Or episode three. That's the one everyone talks about. Yeah. 
But then I also didn't feel the same way. You know what I mean? Like, I liked 7 and 8. I thought the characters made sense to me. Like, I didn't feel like it was disjointed. But I don't know. It's another weird thing to, like, I mean, you go down the rabbit hole of, like, interpretation of art. You know what I mean? Like, are you inferring something that is there that isn't there, but you feel like it is? Are you projecting? And then, like, with novelizations, like, is it just rounding out a corner that was already there? Or is it put there to add context to the thing because it wasn't there before? You know, it's like, and it's all, it's all different based on. Exactly. It's interpretation. The reader, the viewer, like it's. Exactly. There's no answer to that. To me, this didn't round out a corner. It put a corner there. Like it inserted a corner, but it also made the movie so much better for me. For some people. They saw that interpretation, and then the book just kind of rounded it out and made it prettier. Um, right. But for me, it, it absolutely changed everything. <laughs> That's very interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. the The commentary is really good, though, because Ryan is very... Uh, fluid with his thoughts, and there's no points of the commentary guy. where he's not saying anything like there's a couple moments where he takes a pause but he's always adding some sort of great information and he talks about everything from like major character um themes he shares funny stories he shares notes about like what camera they used for this certain scene to get this certain effect and it's just like a giant mixed bag of all kinds of behind the scenes information that you would want. Like it's hilarious. He's talking about in the beginning, he talked about the scene where Hux is like, you know, thrown across the floor. And he said like the stunt guy broke his nose when that happened. Like, whoa, you know? And then he talks about the scene with Paige, um, you know, kind of at the end of her story. And he was talking about the camera they used to get a better depth of field. And, um, he talks about why he wanted Leia to use the force and just like so many things. Um, he also talks about people that are involved in the production that he's known for a very long time. And you get to hear more about like their role and how they added to the production. He talks about the time frame for some things like the very, you know, first scene between Luke and Ray where he tosses the lightsaber Ryan said that they only had three days on Skellig Michael to shoot all of that and a few other scenes. And then uh, later on, we see Luke and Ray together on Octo. And that is another set that they built in Ireland off the side of a cliff. Um, And I was like, interesting, you know, like I had heard of those things, but it's interesting to know like how much time they spent there. And he said that with the three days because of, you know, the lighting and everything, they had to be very strategic with what they shot and didn't shoot and what was important and what was not. Right. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Um, but he also really talks about Luke's character and I've said this forever. Luke is just not my man. Han Solo is my man. Right. Um, but I do know that a lot of people that liked Luke they had a really hard time with his character in The Last Jedi and they felt like it wasn't the Luke Skywalker that they know. Mm-hmm. And I understand that point of view. It's hard like when your your heroes change. And like we've said before, it's heartbreaking that Han and Leia didn't end up happily together yeah. forever. Like that's awful. I hate that. But that's Same. what happens sometimes. Um, and Ryan really talks about 
his choices to give Luke that sense of failure and why he struggled and he still comes out a hero but it's good to show that you know people fail and and make those mistakes and stuff and I was like interesting like I applaud that because that is real life you know and the best thing about Star Wars is that it's so relatable it's not this perfect happy fantasy world you know yeah so it was good I feel like if you are on the fence with or even just pissed that Luke's character panned out the way it did in episode eight um the commentary gives a lot of good context on that and uh we haven't talked about this yet but there's the documentary called the director and the jedi and that also yes i know we've both seen that that's also really good it's amazing one of the best bts documentaries out there yes very that documentary is so good because it's very relaxing it is and it's very really really like it sweet and you get to see how ryan really cares about everything Here's another weird fun fact. I've never watched a Star Wars commentary. I hadn't either. I've never watched yeah. a commentary for anything other than Sunset Boulevard. I just saw Sunset Boulevard for the first time yesterday. <gasps> I know. <sighs> I did. I you did. Can stay on the show. <laughs> what did you think? That's all it takes. Okay, we're changing the discussion topic here. What did you think? <laughs> I liked it. Did I liked it. I thought it? it was good. Um, I liked it. I liked it. I don't need to okay, see it again. Okay, we're done here. <laughs> I thought it was great. I mean, you know, it's black and white. It's really old. It's uh, very theatrical, which I dug. Uh, I thought they... I, I liked it. But, it's I mean, a Joe's, beautiful film. Joe's kind of a scumbag. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Everybody in that movie is a scumbag. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, all right, yeah, these are... It's speaking Hollywood. Of not good people. It's very honest about Hollywood. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's a very good yeah, movie. It was, uh, yeah, I, mean, I dug it. I dug I'm it. I'm thrilled I that like you watched it. it. I know, I know. When Commentary I was watching, I was on like, that movie is, is not that great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that uh, uh, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up, mm-hmm. is from that movie. Yes. I was like, oh, because that's a very famous line. I'm ready for my close-up. Yeah, she's crazy. She's a psychopath, and she's absolutely Goodness. everything I want to be when I'm old. I mean, you're kind of that already. That is the biggest compliment <laughs> I could ever receive. Yeah, I went to your house once. It's just old pictures of yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a, a dead mean, monkey upstairs. Yeah, dead monkey. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Um, my goal is to not become a dead monkey in your life. Um, yeah. get, got we'll pretty see. close a few times. Pretty close a few Such times. Such a good movie, though. It's so, like, creepy. It is very creepy. It's very weird. She gave me, like, Cuella de Vil vibes mm-hmm. the whole movie. I was like, ah, where's her puppy skin coat? I know yes. it's here somewhere. Yes. Yeah. She's fabulous. <laughs> Bonkers. Yeah, so I saw that. Yep, never seen a Star Wars documentary or documentary. Commentary. Never seen a Star Wars commentary because I have this weird like uh I don't know, it's like this golden treasure, you know, that I'm like, don't talk, like we're watching it. You know, I'll watch the hell it's, out of a documentary about it, like the director and the Jedi or the beginning. It really just feels like you're watching a documentary, honestly. I, I know that's weird yeah. to say, but like because you're you're not really hearing the movie because the the movie sound is you know, lowered. Right. Honestly, you could not even watch the movie. You could just listen. And that's what I did. I was working uh, when I was watching this. So I wasn't really paying attention. I was really just listening what he had to say. It's like listening to a podcast, honestly, about him talking uh, about the movie. Yeah. Uh, okay. I've so you don't that. even have to watch it. You could just have it playing and not even be paying attention to the visuals. And you'll know because you've seen the movie, like when he's talking about certain things. I mean, right. 
clearly you know when he's talking about Leia using the force and all of that so it it wouldn't be confusing because you would understand what he's even referring to since you've seen the movie it's very it's very good I'm way more down for that I feel like I I don't know if I'd be able to handle like trying to watch the movie and then yeah talking over it I'd be like what are you doing like yeah, I've never this been interested no in watching time. like commentaries and actually watching the movie just because I don't have the patience for that. I'd rather be multitasking. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, I was working one day and I listened to it and I was like, this is fantastic. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I kind of want to go back and watch if if it's available. I'm assuming there's a commentary for episode seven. Um, If there is, I want to listen to it. I, I mean... I think you should do episode nine. I mean, if you're going in on these things and you didn't like eight and then you hated nine. There's not going to be a commentary for nine. They already said that today. I mean, like the novelization and stuff. And today, like today, it's so early in the day. It was released like what the bonus features are going to be on the episode nine Blu-ray. Yeah. So there's going to be a documentary, which is actually shocking. I did not think they would do a documentary for it. Yeah. All right. Um, So we'll get something. Yeah. Are you going to watch that? Sure. Just to be angry. Um, (laughs) My God. Yeah. So it says the Skywalker legacy feature length documentary digital exclusive. The Maestro's finale. I'm sure that's about John Williams. Pasana pursuit creating the speeder chase cast of creatures, which is fabulous for you. Can't wait. Dio key to the past aliens in the desert. Fabulous. Uh, Warwick and son. So I'm sure that's about Warwick Davis. Right. Being wicked again. Yes. Okay. That all sounds great. I'm into all that. Yeah. But there's no commentary and there's no deleted scenes, which is a bummer. Um, Yeah. It comes out on digital March 17th and on Blu-ray March 31st. No way. In March. Wow. That was soon. Yep. Do you remember when it used to take like nine months for a movie to... Come to DVD. I remember when I was a kid, the Cars movie was like the fastest thing to come out on DVD at the time. And it was shocking. Like it was absolutely yeah. shocking. And it was maybe like four or five months, I think. That's insane. You know bizarre. what? I'm going to check something real quick because I'm pretty sure that episode nine might still be playing in a theater near me. It's, it's pulled in some theaters. Let me look. Yeah. I know it's, it's pulled in the smaller ones. Uh, where I'm at, but I have like a massive one, and maybe it's still playing there. That's crazy that it would be. It's playing in a couple near me, but not all of our theaters. Yeah, so it's still in theaters mm-hmm. in some places, and it's going to be on Blu-ray in a month. In like, wow, just over a month. That's so crazy because I remember the DVDs coming out in like November. I know, I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, wow. Okay, next month. I'll watch so. the documentary. Uh, you know what sucks, though, is that I don't want to have to pay for it, so. <laughs> well, if you, it, oh, yeah, the documentary. Yeah. Wait, is the documentary with the, the Blu-ray? Uh, I'm assuming it's with digital and Blu-ray. Okay. Because I, uh, I, yeah, I'm assuming it's for digital as well. They usually include that stuff, but I could be wrong. Well, then I'm going to buy the Blu-ray, obviously, and then usually that comes with the digital. Mm. And I'll just, I'll just, just, yeah, I'll just give you the code. Great. Thank you. Yeah. I got you, buddy. Thanks, friend. Yeah. (laughs) Episode nine. Yeah. I'm interested to see how all that kind of pans out Mm -hmm. in the future. 
Um, it is kind of funny to think in hindsight that everyone was like, episode eight, the most divisive movie ever. And episode nine came out. And it was like, hold my beer. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's interesting. You just never know. Mm-hmm. You just never know what's around the corner. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate thinking about that movie. Yeah. I mean, you hated thinking about eight, and here we are. It was different. Trust me. I mean, I live it's in my own now. head. Let me tell you what. My blood has oh, never boy. boiled <laughs> as hotly as it did <laughs> recently. Okay. I, I have a question. I can confirm that. <laughs> I have a question then. Sure. Where does so the Ray Palpatine thing? That's like the nail in the coffin for you, right? That is, I will set bad robot like, on yeah. fire. <laughs> yeah, that's the unforgivable sin for you, yes. right? Which I understand, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, where does that rank against Han Solo's death? Way higher, way really higher, a billion times the higher. lineage. Because the lineage of a new character because Han Solo's death Han. does not. Um, not make sense it makes sense it clearly makes sense it just hurt because i i don't like letting uh-huh. go of harrison ford in any role um right. <laughs> understandable and han solo was my hero as a kid and right. he still is and right. i think that his character was perfect in episode seven and like i said very sad that he and leia did not end up happily ever after but with that said and understanding that he loved his son and he wanted the best for his son and we saw that and I love that and it's awful that he was killed. But you're okay with it. But my sadness is is like very separate from the story itself. My sadness is like because that's letting go of a piece of my childhood and honestly I didn't think we'd ever see him again so the fact that he was in nine is awesome. But it's very much of like I love Harrison Ford as a person and it's because he plays all of my heroes. And, you know, that the death of a character that he plays that I've loved for literally my entire life. I've never lived in a world where I didn't know who Han Solo was. I've right. always known who Han Solo was, as long as I can remember. And so it's very weird to, like, realize that character's no longer around and you're not going to see him again. And it's just sad, you know? So that emotion is very entirely different from how I feel about Ray Palpatine. And the major sadness with Han Solo is just like letting go of that character that meant a lot to you and also like realizing that Han Solo or not Han Solo, Harrison Ford isn't going to live forever. Like I think about that a lot and I get real sad and I don't want to continue talking about it, but that's like part of it as well. You know, Uh not ready for that. Um, That's very interesting. Yeah. So you, okay. See, I have a different reaction to that. Mm. Because Han Solo was my favorite in the originals. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not my all-time favorite like you, but he's he's in my top five. Like, I love Han Solo so much. But my problem with him dying was, for the history of ever now, Han Solo was killed by his son for pretty much no reason. Mm-hmm. And that's the legacy of Han Solo. Like, for me, his legacy was, like, done that way, right? But Han Solo's legacy is the fact that when we met him, he was a very selfish person. And his legacy is that he became a selfless person by joining the cause of the rebellion, saving the day, and continuing to be a part of that fight. And the way that he approached his son in Seven was very selfless and very loving. And that, to me, is his legacy. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. still sucks. I hate that his son killed him, but... 
I think Han is smarter than that. Like, I think Han knew that he wasn't coming off the bridge. And that was a sacrifice. But wasn't. If that's how you feel, yeah. Yeah. If if you think he was not going to come off that bridge, that was a sacrifice. And he thought, if that's the way you view it, then he was thinking, this is my last effort to save my son and I will give my own life for his redemption. That's what that means. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's what it ended up being. But he tried, and I respect that, and I love him. Yeah. I just feel bad. Listen. (laughs) Han Solo is flawless. (laughs) I love Han Solo. That's why I'm so bummed about it. I'm like, oh, man. Trust me, I'm forever bummed. (laughs) Like, Leia's the one that redeems him. Mm -hmm. You know, so Han, like, got thrown to the side. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. It is, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. That's how I feel but about yes, those things. Uh Ray Palpatine is eons yeah, ahead of it, so, Han Solo's death. So being that you feel that way about Han Solo and the technicality of his death mm-hmm. with Ray, are you so upset because you feel like they ruined her character? Or are you so upset because this is a clear we did not plan this and just threw it in for fan service? Both. Okay. Both. Okay. Absolutely. Is there one that's slightly more? Or it's evenly fifty fifty? I can't even think through my anger to to tell yeah. you which one is worse because they're both awful. Yeah. Okay. But yes, they ruined her character. Yeah. She was a nobody. But, she is a but nobody. I, but I wonder if they if you feel they ruined her character because they threw in some random thing at the end or they ruined it because you know, they ruined it. I think um it's hard to answer that question cuz I was going to say like had this been revealed in episode eight, how would I feel? Right. Um, like if there were seeds leading up to it, would it be more digestible for you? Absolutely. You know? Really? Yeah, because it would have made sense. It makes zero sense. This does not work out in any way whatsoever. Uh, I agree. At all. <laughs> yeah. I'm, this was I'm not on, supposed to happen. This, this was not her story. This was not yeah. who she is at all. Right. Uh, right. They just threw it in, which is yeah. awful. But if, if her agree. character had been written from the beginning as if she was a Palpatine and they, you know, gave us the hints, even if we didn't pick up on the hints, if the hints had been yeah. there, I would have been like, whatever, it's stupid, but at least it makes sense. Right. But it does not make sense. And it is absolutely stupid. And it absolutely ruins her character. Okay. For me. Yeah, I just want to so. Because that, like, as that's the thing. Because it, it, the technical side, you can take offensively, right? But then also the narrative side, you can take offensively. So mm-hmm. I was just wondering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is technically, yeah, definitely. You know, you just gotta. It's hard too be like, because she why? is the main character. This isn't like they just threw something in at the last minute for. You're right. Uh, I don't know, Chewbacca in- or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like a. Yeah. She is our lead character of this trilogy. That's true. And for them to do that is just awful. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird it's a weird hard left for sure because yeah. she symbolized before that like anyone can be a powerful Jedi, but it's like mm, nah. not really. <laughs> <laughs> Boring. Not really. Not. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. But then they're like, "Uh, but what about Finn?" And you're like, "Oh, okay. Not. Got it." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm with you. 
I'm with you there. But it is nice now that I can sit in a world where I can pretend that episode nine does not exist and I do still love Ray in episode seven and eight. Because before uh, before right. I read the novelization, I still had so many issues with her in eight that it made me sad. And I've right. talked about this before episode nine came out. Like I just felt like I had lost my connection with her and the things that I appreciated about her character. Um, right. But reading the novelization really did help me understand who she was in episode eight and why she did the things that she did. Um, Interesting. And when I was saying like in the novelization, they really go through the care that Kylo and Ray have for each other. Uh Kylo definitely is the one that is like caring more. And, and I think that makes sense. Like he's so lost and so desperate and so, in need of compassion that he sees this girl and was is like whoa you're everything you know and i don't think she looks at him necessarily the same way people could disagree with me that's totally fine Uh Uh, and like i said i've only read the novelization once so if i ever do a read through maybe i'll pick up more strings that would contradict what i'm saying now but upon the first read she cares about him but it's in a different way that he cares for her Sure. And that makes sense to me. I don't I don't see her as someone falling in love immediately with this monster of a person, you know. Right. But she cares because she can see that he's very conflicted and she wants to help him and I think she sees that there is good in him and she wants to get that out, you know, like she wants to help this poor desperate man. Um so And he wants more. That to me makes sense with Ray's character. And when people were talking about this movie after it came out, they were like, oh my God, she loves him. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, right. And I don't necessarily feel like she loves him in this movie. I think she just sees that he is broken and is looking for a way out, you know, and she wants to help him. Ah, so this recontextualizes Ray for you because I remember you were saying before that you one of the problems that you had with Ray was that she had a romantic connection with Kylo. But then reading the book, you're now saying that you don't believe she had a romantic connection with Kylo. It was just like a one-way thing. Like when a girl is just being nice to a guy and then he gets feelings for her and it's like, oh, she's like really into me. It's like, no, she's just being nice. And like that kind of thing is what you feel is going on now? I don't know if it's necessarily that. Um, I think feeling pity for someone, and maybe I I expressed it wrong because now that I'm talking, I'm like, okay, maybe I did say it that way. Uh, it's not just pity. Right. She sees something in him that she sees the good she in could him. potentially find attractive. You know, the good the good in him, I think she finds that side attractive. Okay. But obviously there's so much bad surrounding it that she's not like head over heels for this dude because she can see who he is as a whole. Um, but you do believe there is an attraction on her side for him. She's just not going for it because it could be risky with all the other stuff in there. Yes, but I do think it could be an attraction that she doesn't even understand herself, if you know what I mean. Kind of. There's something there, but it's not like it's not like she's thinking all those things I just said. I don't think she knows how she feels 100 percent about this man. Uh But I think think a lot of these things could be flying through her head like there's something there. I don't know what it is, but I just need to help him. But Kylo's like, yo. Yeah, I care about her, right. and and he is thinking that he's grasping um, straws for anybody because he's so alone. And then right. this is a girl that shows up, and he goes, "You are now my entire world because I just killed my dad." 
but she is like so you do so you do believe that she has a romantic thing for him it's just distant and it's not that she's actively going to pursue it at this moment because of everything that could come with it maybe okay I think there's many different layers to being attracted to someone, having romantic feelings, all those things. Yeah, totally. You can be attracted to somebody like, and it doesn't have to be romantic, but you can also like, there's personalities that just click. Here's a line um, from the novelization. And um, I believe this is, this was after the throne room. And it says, Ray had recovered first. She must have realized he was at her mercy, yet she'd left him alive, almost as if she had cared for him. And I think Kylo really wants her to care for him because um, he is in need of someone, you know. Right. So... All I'm saying is there's a lot added in this book between them. And it in I feel like people can in- interpret this in many different ways. I guarantee you would read this book and say, Savannah, I disagree. Like, right. I think you would infer very different things about his feelings towards her and her feelings towards him because you already have a preconceived notion of what that relationship is, uh-huh. which is fine. Everybody does. Right. Um, but it gives me so much more context as to how these characters are connected and to what depth, you know, like it's beyond the force, you know, it's beyond just the force bonds. Okay. There are feelings there. Um, so that's. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm down with it. Yeah. It's it's hard to, it's hard to describe. Yeah. Because it's not spelled out black and white. Everything is very gray. Right. And you can interpret that gray in many different in many different ways. Um, right. And with the context of nine, if you do want to uh, recognize its existence. Right. <laughs> you could say, yeah, she loved him because, hello, she kisses him in the next movie. Right. But I'm st- I still have some issues with that. So I'm not so you, I'm not necessarily saying that she absolutely loved him. So you don't feel like there. given all of this that it makes the Raylo moment in nine make more sense. Yeah, to me I still Because it, so- it sounds it like it's both. It sounds like there's something there and then when he saves her life, like she just acts on it. But you're saying it sounds like you're saying the breadcrumbs were all there for it to happen. Possibly. I just think for me it would make a lot more sense had there been a little more um, build up to that uh-huh. in the meantime between eight and nine. And obviously we don't know what happens during that time frame. All we know is there's a time jump. Right. And I'm assuming I don't I don't know if this is confirmed anywhere. If it is, someone please let me know. But I'm assuming that during that time they did not have any force bonds. Because right. you know, in the beginning He's trying to connect with her, and she's having an issue with it. So I'm assuming that was a closed door between eight and nine. Let's say that door had been open, and they did have several force bonds between the movies that we don't know anything about, but we know that they had them. To me, that could explain the kiss more because it may have added more context to what conversations did they have? What part of each other's lives did they see? You know, what what feelings were expressed in their conversations, etc. Um, and I have so many issues with episode nine that it's hard for me to dig into, like, the facts. Right. But in my opinion, it's still hard for me to see the romance between them in that movie. They're just 
she's just angry at him, you know? She's just angry the whole time. And then she kisses him. So it, it just, it's hard for me to understand. Yes, maybe the novelization would explain it, but at this point, <laughs> do I care? No. That's okay. You didn't care before, so... If somebody wants to clip out the Raylo brain inner thoughts parts of the novelization and send them to me, go I for feel it. like that's if it's definitely going to happen. There's no way they're not going to fully. Ex- if they explained all of this in episode eight for you in the novelization, there's no way they're not going to dive into that in nine. No, I agree. I agree. I just don't want to have to uh, read about Ray Palpatine <laughs> in order to understand Raylo. I don't care that much to. Okay make my eyes bleed and read oh the words God. Ray Palpatine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, okay. But it's cool that this book really added so much um, to the story, aside from Ray and Kylo. I mean, I feel a lot more connection to Rose because of this book, too. I love her now. Sure. And I, I still don't like her dialogue in episode eight. That'll never sure. change, I don't think. But there's a lot of good stuff with her in the book, and she's so funny. She's so funny and just so good, and I just love her. So this is an argument that I've had uh, with friends of mine, and I don't agree with them. (laughs) But how do you feel about the idea that specifically with the new Star Wars movies, they've talked about how you shouldn't have to read supplemental material in order to understand them? God, I hate this question. Yeah, so do I. I don't think you should have to. Uh-huh. But it um, seemed like you I had to. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. I did. Absolutely. But that wasn't the case for some people. Some people just saw the movie and they loved it and they understood it. That's true. So like it really me. depends on how you process things. And honestly, like, I know I don't think critically about things. I'm like, right. ooh, pretty. Ooh, cool. Ooh, explosion. Like, Same. You know, I, I'm not a critical thinker when it comes to stories. And I know that. Agreed. And that's fine. I just like to enjoy them. Some people are. Some people are, and they were able to understand the movie without uh, having to read supplemental material, and that's great. Yep. Um, I don't think the movie. It's hard for me to say. I don't think the movie should have been different because uh-huh. I wish it, I wish these things were kind of more spelled out in the movie. But also, that shouldn't have to be changed. Like the movie shouldn't have to be catered to someone like me who needs everything spelled out. That's not what filmmaking is, and I don't expect that sure. in everything. That that's. If everything is spelled out, yeah. I mean, honestly, that's not fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but with that said, it is fun to have supplemental material. Like we have so much supplemental material in Star Wars that can change your thoughts on many different things. Yep. Um, so I like it and I like being able to make the choice of reading it or not. There's a lot of supplemental material that I don't read. Right. Um, and there's a lot that I don't read, but I'll Google what happened you know right. just because i'm curious um but i personally don't think you should have to read the supplemental material in order to understand what's going on but it is very fun that it's there and you can choose to read it or not there's a lot of comics um that go with the clone wars that add so much depth to a lot of the clone wars characters that i love mm-hmm. there's a really great comic about commander wolf and how he lost his eye and i'm like what? love it i love hearing about that yeah um Oh, man. You don't know how he lost his eye? Okay, I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to read (gasps) it. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) It's good, dude. And it it, it involves other notable characters of the Clone Wars, and it's great. Anyways, and that comic made me love his character even more. Right. And then clearly this Last Jedi novelization made me love 
uh, Ray even more mm-hmm. and Rose. So I like I like having the option of reading the supplemental material. But Same. yeah, I don't think you should have to. Yeah, I agree. Who has the time? Yeah, for <laughs> real. That's a real question. Is there so much out there now? Oh yeah. I know. Th- I know there are people that keep up with everything, and I'm just like, do you not have a job? Like, how do you keep up? Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> you just sit and read all day. Right. They figured it out. Yeah. Crazy. So now, how do you feel at the end of the day about episode eight? Would you say that you like it? Do you not like it still? Here's what I'll say. This will shock Here you. Here we go. I will say, oh my God, I can't even I know. say this out loud. Here we go. I'm a little scared. Let's do it. I will say, oh my God. Here we go. I'll hold your hand. I feel like I need to cut this out. You can do this. I can just tell you. <laughs> you. You know what? Just text it to me and then I'll like Here's react. The thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. If Ryan Johnson made more Star Wars, I wouldn't be mad. Finally. Yes. Cool. Good. With that good, good, good. said. No, no, no. That's all we need. <laughs> See you later, guys. Have a good one. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think I've said this on a show before, so it's not I don't remember. Uh, news to anyone. <laughs> it's news to me. But um, I think it would be great for Ryan to create Star Wars, a Star Wars material about characters we know absolutely nothing about. Totally agreed. I would be a little worried if he were to touch anything with characters that we know and love. Like if he wanted to go back and tell a story of Han Solo as a child or go back and tell a story of the clone battalion, what you know, whatever. Like I'd be like, ooh, yikes. Wow. Because <laughs> I have a- an emotional investment in those things. Right. Um, but if he were to do something totally new that we don't know anything about, introduce characters that we've never seen or heard of before, I'd be down for it. I mean, I'm sure that's what we're going to get, right? Yeah, isn't that crazy I'm that so I would excited. be like cool with it? I know. Finally, good lord, I put up with so much trash from you. I was like, oh, Ryan Johnson. Oh, whatever. I've dealt with enough of your Star- trash, <laughs> trash monster. That's true. That's true. You do way more for me. Uh, even for so long. Yeah, you're like, oh, I don't want Ryan to ever touch Star Wars again. Blah blah blah. All it took was a novelization. Wow, the power. It t- no, it took a lot of and things. a commentary. I- I've done and a lot shows. of. Well, and I've really looked closely at the the way he interacts with fans, especially on Twitter. You oh, know, Ryan? He, he's yes. the best. He's so respectful of of how people react to Oh yeah. He's like, yeah, the you know, last Jedi. Feel that way? That's okay. And he but in he, he's not even like that. He's like, I'm sorry you didn't like it. He's like, I'm so I'm so sorry that you didn't like it. He wants people to love this thing and he wants people to enjoy it. But it's amazing that he's so open to the fact that people don't and he gets it and he understands it. And he's said before recently a few times that this project was very personal to him. So he doesn't even expect everyone to love it because this wasn't made for the mass audience. Right. He made his movie. Like that, yeah. Because we and I think we talked cool. about that in the last show. I'm pretty sure that like I might have been the last show, or it was in real life. I don't know. We talked too much. Uh, the idea that I think the fault lies with the director as to what a movie is, specifically mm-hmm. Star Wars, because Ryan talked about like he had as much creative freedom for Episode Eight that he did for any movie he's ever made. 
You yeah. know, and Kathleen Kennedy, like, oh, it was on Twitter. That's what it was. I was talking to somebody about it. Uh, and Kathleen Kennedy is a producer. You know, she is mm-hmm. like, I will give you all of the tools you'll need to tell your story. She's not there with her hand on their back all the time. She's not making these creative decisions. She enables the people that she thinks will do a good job. Ryan made his movie mm-hmm. in the same way that JJ made his movies. Mm-hmm. You know, those are his movies. You have creative freedom to do whatever the hell you want. And they did. So it's interesting, mm-hmm. uh, the difference. And you know that I liked Seven. You did. I liked what J.J. did in Seven. You but I, I don't think he, I don't know. I don't know what to think because I don't know if, if it's weird, right? J.J. was stifled in Nine or if that really was his creative creative freedom and it was just bad. Right. I, am, <laughs> I don't know. I imagine if I were to assume, I think if he was stifled in anything, it would have been Seven because that's the, the re- that was the big you know where this risk it had to be right yeah exactly this like had to be safe had to be the resurgence of star wars like this needs to be this we just spent four billion dollars and this is the first one out the gate uh Mm -hmm. but i think i think nine was i think nine was the that was his movie i think eight gave Mm -hmm. him the creative freedom to do whatever he wanted i think that's what he did which Mm -hmm. you know more power to you yeah. Hmm. This is very interesting talking to you like this because I think it ta- what's interesting about it more so than the movie and everything else is the fact that you went back in of something that you mm-hmm. didn't enjoy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you didn't like it. And I did for a very long time. I watched that movie as soon as it was out on digital. Which is crazy because you told me yeah. you were never going to watch it again because you didn't like it so much. And the idea that you, even in spite of yourself, you're like, I don't like this movie. Here's a hundred reasons why. Still decided to go deep in to I like I love the movie. I have not listened to the commentary. I have not read the novelization. You did both of those things for a movie that you didn't even like. Right. I think that's amazing. I think that I think you are to be commended as uh the queen of this fandom to be able to go above your own preferences to give something a real shot. Not even just watching it again but watching it a bunch of times with an open mind of something that you already know you didn't like to give it a fair shot. The thing is, I I always felt like there was something about The Last Jedi that I just wasn't getting, and I was trying to understand it. With The Rise of Skywalker, I don't think there's anything that I'm not getting. I think there's nothing there to get. If you know, I sure. just don't think it's like that deep. Mm-hmm. And I knew that The Last Jedi had depth, but I wasn't understanding it and everybody else was inferring these things from it. And I was just like, where the heck are they pulling this from? You know, sure. and I've said that many times. I'm just like, I don't get it. And now I do because of all this extra information that I now have. So interesting. So this kind of like the idea that other people were getting stuff that you weren't kind of made you want to go back underwater. Yes. I was curious. Okay. Um, I was very curious. Have you listened or watched anything that has been like super pro episode nine? Uh, I have friends that loved it and I'll listen to them. <laughs> I wonder if you had, if you listened to shows and then they had the reaction to episode nine as most people had to episode eight, if you would feel differently over time. Mm, some things would change, but Ray Palpatine never would. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean that. Yeah, that's that's the stain that sticks around. And that's around. the big issue for yeah. me. Like, I, get I can't that. even think about the rest of the movie because that exists. And I've seen the movie multiple times. I've seen the, the Rise of Skywalker multiple times. You have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But I wonder. I wonder. Interesting. But it's interesting. Like, uh, Sean, my husband, he hates The Last Jedi. Hates it. Really? And loves to, ha- to talk about how much he hates it. <laughs> so it's not like I'm really surrounded all the time by all of this insight and positivity. And he didn't even see episode nine because he hated eight so much. Right. And I don't think he'll ever watch it, uh, to be honest with you. Sure. Um, so, yeah, it's not like I was like forced into liking it because he wanted to watch it all the time. Like he watched the movie once. He was like, this is garbage. And then he moved on, you know. Right. That's funny. That's, that's um, how Monique feels about seven. that's seven and nine actually she loved eight did not like seven or nine at all interesting yeah we've never uh watched any of the sequel trilogy together really and we yeah we rewatch star wars pretty often and we never we've never sat down together and watched uh seven or eight wow and we definitely won't be watching nine together (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um we we love the prequels together we love the original trilogy we love the clone wars Uh uh-huh those are the things that we rewatch. We love Rogue One as well. That's his favorite. There you go. So. <laughs> Monique does not like Rogue One. You want to hear the, her? You want to hear her re- her weird reason <laughs> why? Yeah. She loves Diego Luna, but not in Rogue One. I was like, what? Because she that's so funny. She loved him in Havana Nights too. Mm-hmm. So she thinks of Diego Luna as this like you know dancer kind of like guy, and then she's like, all so he does funny. is complain in Rogue One. <laughs> and I was like, listen, listen, all right? Sense, you would though. complain too if you've been in this fight since you were six years old. Yeah. And she gets so mad when I do the impression. But it, like, That's funny. it's so funny, like the weird things where she's like, what? I just, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I had never seen him in anything else, but Sean oh, is really into the show Narcos. Yeah, great show. And uh, yeah, so it's funny whenever, I don't watch the show, but sometimes I'll like walk past the TV when he's watching it and I'm like, oh. This Cassian. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Art's weird. People like and don't like things that they like and don't like. It's interesting. I think in the future there will be things with the Rise of Skywalker that I can learn to accept and live with. Yeah. It'll be but easier to accept. It's yeah. It's just very apparent that there was no plan. Um, and that's the biggest issue I have with that movie. Yeah. Um. Whereas I don't really ever felt like I had that opinion about eight. Right. I just felt like there was so much I wasn't getting. Sure. You know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's interest. It'll be interesting to see where Star Wars goes from here. You know, because we always knew there was going to be a trilogy and there'd be spinoffs in between. Um, but there, there wasn't a plan from the beginning. There just wasn't. You know, like they didn't have like, mm-hmm. here's what seven, eight and nine are going to be. Now let's bring in people to tell their version of what it is. Like they were just like, hey, make your movie. Right. You know, they I'm sure they knew what seven was. And then that was it. I think they had a general idea of maybe where they wanted the characters to kind of go and, and end up. And I just think Ray's ending was never to be a Palpatine. Do you think Finn um, was supposed to be force sensitive? No. Yeah. <laughs> Who Whose who's backstory from nine do you think was like planned? I think, well, I think, you know, from the get-go, obviously, Han Solo was meant to to die right. in the first. Harrison wouldn't I, have I come think, back if, if not. I think Luke, you know, I think his story was supposed to be told that way. Maybe not as extreme as um, Ryan had written it, uh-huh. but I do think that, you know, the second movie was supposed to be Luke's focus. Right. Nine was supposed to be Leia's focus. I do think that... 
Kylo was going to be redeemed. To me, that is Star Wars. The, the There had to be something to come out of his story that was good. And to me, that is redemption. Yeah. I um, loved how they did his redemption. Yeah, I think that was always in the plan. I don't know if yeah. life or death with him was ever... I don't think that was really figured out. I just think yeah. that they knew he had to come around. Yeah. That is the premise of Star Wars. That's true. Um, I have. I would love to know where they thought Ray was going to end up because it was not. Uh, it was not well thought out. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, she just likes desert planets, you know. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way she stayed there. Come on. There's no way. I don't even want to get into that discussion There's right no now. Way. Um, I do want to say that. Obviously, I had a really good time revisiting The Last Jedi and diving into all this extra content and material, uh-huh. but, but I just want to say that if you don't like something, that is 100% okay. And That's true. You should not feel like you have to like something in order to be a part of the Star Wars fandom. Very true. And I think there's a very like elitist uh, oh, attitude yeah in fandom of well i love everything so i'm a real star wars fan and that's that's just a bunch of crap let me tell you that right now Mm -hmm. if you don't like something that's fine and you shouldn't be ashamed of it and true you know i don't think you need to go out there and blast it every five seconds that you don't like this thing yep but better ways to spend your time never you should never feel like you have to like something if you don't i was never ashamed of the fact that i didn't like episode eight that's true um you know but (laughs) it feels exciting and good to have different feelings on it now. Sure. Um, do I feel ashamed for not liking nine? No. Not yet. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to say that because I yeah. think the Star Wars fandom is a place where people get a little too, like I said, elitist. And they're just like, well, I love everything. So I'm the best Star Wars fan. And clearly you're not because you don't like things. And that's just so dumb, guys. It's so dumb. Yeah. It's great if you love everything. I'm happy for you, but you're not any better than anyone else. Yeah, it's we've so. we've touched on this before. I th- it's a it's a weird time to be alive because, you mm-hmm. know, 15 <laughs> like 15 years ago liking Star Wars wasn't cool. It just wasn't. And now it's like who likes Star Wars more is the coolest. Like the paradigm shifted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really weird to go from, like, I understand, I get it. If people grew up being the one Star Wars fan and then now like, you know, having that, like, I have my thing, like, I like Star Wars. Growing up, I was the Star Wars one. And now Mm -hmm. everyone is Star Wars one. You're like, well, oh, hold on. I'm not, I'm not the Star Wars one. And the internet made the world smaller. So now you feel like some people can get in in their heads that it's a competition when it isn't. Mm -hmm. Um, it's weird. But like, you know, we've said it before. Like what you like, don't like what you don't like. It's fine. Just don't encroach on somebody else's. You know, yeah. our show is just us yelling at each other and disagreeing. Like, hey, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. And I think uh, it's a very long episode. So I don't know if you've listened to it yet, Brian. But uh, Sky Talkers did a review of The Rise of Skywalker. And they had some really good things to say at the beginning. They were like, hey, disclaimer, we don't particularly like this movie, but we absolutely still respect the people that worked on this movie and the people that put their hearts and souls into this like your work is valid the movie looks great you know like that kind of stuff that's important to note is like people i might not like where the story (laughs) went you know but 
I do really respect all the people that essentially put their lives on hold to make this movie. That's a really great thing. Yeah. And just because I don't like it, you know, doesn't mean that everybody shouldn't like it. It's true. Um, and it's art. And that's fine. It's art. It's, it is you art. Know? And that's the thing that I really want to like, I wanted to come to terms with, with Ryan is like, I do think he's a very interesting filmmaker. I still haven't seen Knives Out. I need it's to see Knives Out. It's so good. But he's a funky dude and he likes funky stuff. And I he love made a funky Star Wars movie. And that's cool. And we talk about that all the time how we love George Lucas and Star Wars is such a phenomenon because George did not give two craps about what people thought. It's true. Like, he did not care. That's why nope. the Clone Wars is coming back, guys. Yep. Because George Lucas made the Clone Wars the way he wanted to make it, and it was fantastic. Yeah. And we all loved it so much because he did so many weird, risky things, yep. and it all paid off. Like, that stuff is important, and that stuff needs to happen in Star Wars, even if I don't love the outcome all the time. You know, like I said, there's things in all parts of Star Wars that are risky that I don't particularly like, but I respect the risk. Yep. That is what Star Wars is. It should always include crazy risks like that agreed um and you should not be trying to please seven billion people <laughs> with a movie i agree you know but it feels good to get that weight off you give a thumbs up for two out of the three in the trilogy yeah there you go it's good odds good yeah. odds i like it i like it a lot yeah look at you <laughs> 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 look at me look at you we did it <laughs> look at us look at, hey look at us hey, look at us <laughs> who'd have thought <laughs> who'd have not thought? me yeah <sighs> love it this is interesting this is an in- this is an interesting development that i never thought would happen i, I imagined when i was you know i remember all the times i talked about we should do this show i mean got a memory of a steel trap uh, <laughs> but um uh sure brian i remember uh asterisk um that when i wanted to do the show i imagined it was going to be me just asking you a ton of questions as to explain yourself why you didn't like episode eight mm-hmm. this is not the show that we just did Mm-hmm. i know and i like it i like it too nice we did it we're here we we, we're on the other side of episode eight you've learned to at least have a healthy respect for it uh you should read the novelization (sighs) yeah i don't know maybe you should just read a little bit you you don't have to read the whole thing but a little bit would be fun yeah just read a little bit yeah i might i don't know you read all the time Uh, good god i know brian We'll, we'll see how it goes Mm, people help me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you got anything else you want to throw out here? No, I think I'm good. Yeah. You feel better? Yeah. I'm actually smiling right now. Wow. That is a rare occurrence when we do these. I know. <laughs> got to be careful. I'll get those wrinkles around my mouth. Yeah. I have those. But I put them, mm. I put them there on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was super fun. Yeah. Um, I'm just like so excited to talk about the Clone Wars soon. Yeah. And God, I just still cannot believe that it's happening. I know. I know. It's gonna wow. be. It's gonna be a thing. There's what eight? Eight episodes? Twelve. Twelve episodes. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Twelve weeks of Clone Wars. Can you believe it? Wow, that's a lot. That is a lot. 
There's only 52 weeks in a year. That's true. 12 weeks is what? Four, eight, three months. That's a that's a quarter of the year. I know. Not bad. Not bad, Star Wars. Love it. 25% of 2020. Yeah. Is Clone Wars. Math. God, I love it. I love it. Yep, yep. We'll see how it goes. Um, so yeah, we'll be talking about the Clone Wars as often as we can. I think it'd be fun if we did it on like an arc basis. How do possibly? we know when the arcs are done? Well, it's Bad Batch, it's Ahsoka's Walkabouts, and Siege of Mandalore. Wait, for real? Yeah. Like we know that for sure? Like it's been released? Well, we saw the trailer. What else did you see in the trailer that wouldn't fit in one of those arcs? That's true. That's true. Well, I don't know if there's like more than what's in the trailer. Uh, I'm I'm like 99% confident that those are the three arcs. There's only three arcs is my question. What if there's four arcs? What if there's episodes in between the arcs? That's possible. Yeah. I'm very confident that there are three arcs. Okay. But we'll see. We'll see. We know the Bad Batch is an arc, and we know that the Siege of Mandalorian is, is an arc, and we know that Ahsoka's Walkabouts is an arc. Yes. So we could talk about those groups of episodes as a whole, and if there's any randos in the middle, we can talk about those. <laughs> okay. We'll figure it out. There'll be more of us, guys, eventually. <laughs> Celebration's coming up this year, too. That's exciting. It is. It is. I like that. Very exciting. It's going to be cool. God, can you believe it? Oh, man. I kind of, I don't know. I'm real nervous real nervous about it is that weird because of our meetup i'm nervous we're doing a meetup no no no. we did a meetup and that that made that reminded me that like oh people listen to the show and that makes me nervous people stop listening after that meetup we don't have to worry about oh thank god yeah i feel so much better now (laughs) yeah we are gonna try to do a panel we'll see how that goes podcast stage that's different from a panel it's a panel on the podcast stage no it's a live recording of our show well we're gonna record it Oh, my God. <laughs> Have you never been to Celebration? Yeah. Brian, it's a live recording of our show. That's what the podcast stage is. It's not a panel. Oh. It is. I mean, it is kind of a panel. But oh, we're oh, oh, oh. It for well, now show. I'm getting mixed signals. It's a panel that's not a panel? We're not applying for a panel. We're applying for the podcast stage. Why not both? Because I don't have time for that. Oh, yeah, that's fair. And I don't want to do a panel. That's the real reason. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing a panel. I don't if have you time. Do a panel, you need but to go find somebody also, else to do a panel with. I don't want to. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to spend my time doing a panel. Well, that's the answer. That's what we're doing though. We're just recording it and calling it a podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. Oh my god. Oh my god. Do we have to record it? What if we don't want to? Listen. Oh boy. This is the Dorky Diva Show. Oh yeah, that's true. We're recording You're it. Right. There is no we. I always forget. <laughs> yes. There's no we. <laughs> Okay, I'm just saying, you know, more people might come to the the podcast panel show thing, whatever you want to call it, if they know they can't get it afterwards. It's like, this is for us in the room, you know what I mean? Those people suck then. Well, all right. You know what? Those are my friends, okay? Well, your friends suck. Those are are my fellow listeners of the Dorky Dude Show. Um, Listen, Brian, we don't do this show for people to listen to us. We do this show so we can talk to each other and scream at each other. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. (laughs) court-ordered therapy you're right yeah you're right i forget that sometimes you know yes. i'm all sideways because you told me you like the episode eight now i don't even know what's going on sheesh oh god we'll see you at celebration guys or not i don't know i don't even know what's going on now <laughs> the whole thing has gone off the rails i don't have show notes here anymore 
Oh, oh my God. Oh, man. Stop. It is tough. It is tough Good being Lord. me on this show, guys. You have no idea. It's tough being you in general. That's true. Because you make your life tough. Okay, listen, I don't need you projecting that on me, okay? <laughs> I do my best. <sighs> oh, man. God. All right, guys. Okay. Listen. <laughs> Thanks for listening, if you are indeed listening, because I've just been informed that you're not. Um... This Where is... can people find you online? Oh, yeah. I forgot. That's how we end these things. It's been so long. We're not done yet. Uh, so you can find me online at Jedi Brian everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, all that stuff. Uh, Jedi Brian. Um, check out the interesting podcast. It's my show. It's my baby. It's great. Um, I recently had on Misty Rosas, who played Queel in The Mandalorian. Great show. Check that out. Uh, there's another one coming out. When is this coming out? I don't know. Soon. By, by Friday or after Friday? I don't know. Okay. Depends on well, how much work I have. Okay, I'll say this. <laughs> then on Friday, I'm releasing another show that has to do with a guy who uh, worked on Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I won't tell you who it is or anything else, so check that out. I think that's it, right? Anything? Yeah. Where can people find you online? You can find me at The Dorky Diva on social media. My website is thedorkydiva.com. I am launching a new podcast yeah, you on are. March, March 1st called The Working Diva. I'm very excited about it. The show is going to be a place where I can highlight different working women and get to share their stories of failure and success. Yep. Um, the first episode is just with me. It's great. The little old me. It's great. Brian's heard it. I have. I appreciate that. I love it. Um, but future episodes will have guests on. Some shows will be just me, uh, you know, giving my insight, tips, and advice on how to stay organized either as a business owner or just as a person working. Um, so I'm very excited to launch that. Like I said, it, it launches March 1st. You'll be able to find it on thedorkydiva.com. It will have a separate uh, podcast feed. Yep. So all those details will be shared on March 1st. And I'm really excited about it. It's great. I'm excited for it because I'm not allowed to be on it. It's going to be awesome. You could come on and be Brianna. <laughs> Ooh, don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah, no, 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 no. It'd be cool, though, to talk to Monique one day and talk about what it's like to be a nurse. Yeah, as if she doesn't do podcasts. I've tried. Dang it. I, trust me. Years. I'm like, you're very interesting. And she goes, yeah. And I'm like, come on my show. And she's like, no. Nah. I was like, oh, <laughs> got it. Understood. She doesn't even have, like, Darn. Instagram or Twitter or any of that. She doesn't do I know. none of that. Dang which is kind of well. what I love about her. So I can maybe one day you can just have a conversation with her and secretly record it, and then I'll cut out your questions oh, and insert my own. Perfect. We could totally trick her out. Oh yeah, she's so dumb. There's no way she would get it at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, if you would like to chat with us more about Star Wars, you should totally join our Discord feed. If you'd like to be added to the Discord channel, just send me a message on Twitter or send me an email. Uh, the email for the show is dorkydivashow at gmail.com and we'll get you added to the Discord channel. It's a really fun place. It's been a little quiet lately, um, but I'm sure it will be going crazy mm -hmm. when the Clone Wars is out. It's been a really fun place for us to talk about uh, The Mandalorian in the past and I'm very excited to talk about The Clone Wars. It is a place where we can talk about spoilers. Yep. So uh, actually I need to 
create a channel where we can talk about the Clone Wars with spoilers. Yep. So if you are trying to stay off social media so that you don't spoil it for people that haven't watched the episodes each week, you should come over, hang out in our Discord channel, and you can talk about it with people without being afraid of ruining it. Yeah. Because spoiling stuff for people is not cool. Yeah. We are fervently against spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you would like to support us on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com slash the dorky diva. Yeah. And we want to say a huge thank you to our current patrons. And those people are Anthony, Ben, Brandon, Brian, another Brian. Hello, Brian. Chaney, <laughs> Chris, Daz, Dan, Daryl, Devin, Jared, Jen Marie, JC, Jim, Justin, Katie, Samir, Cherie, Sherry, and Tom. Thank you all thank so much for you. your support. We are still, Brian's very still very hard at work on our secret project, yes. and all of your support on the show is also helping us with our project that we are hoping to release by celebration. Yep. I know that's, that's the goal. far away, but uh, we are still really thrilled about it, and we have um, some people that are also working very hard on it, and if you're listening and you know that we're talking about you right now, thank you for all of your hard yeah, work. Yeah, you're amazing. Very appreciative of amazing. you. Amazing amazing and we are so excited to eventually talk about what this is in more detail but one day uh one day thank you so much for your support to our patrons and until next time may the force be with you and godspeed rebels <laughs> <laughs>